All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Can you see it? Did you notice? Checked, but the puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! A moment's notice. Head on You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes beat reporter here. Like, I don't, I won't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted them in at Valentine's Day. Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What Pearl steals, cutting in, shoots, scores! Don't waste all the good stuff on the off air. Let's go. Hello, Canucks fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation brought to you by the great folks at Zephyr Epic. You can use promo code Hockey Season, capital H, capital S, all one word, Hockey Season. That will get you $5 off your order at ZephyrEpic.com, Z-E-P-H-Y-R, Epic. Check them out on all platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, what have you. Zephyr Epic has got you covered for all of your trading card needs, so be sure to check them out both online, as I said, and in their retail location 
in Surrey. I should have said at their retail location in Surrey. It's early, folks. Recording this at 8.37 on a Wednesday morning. That's early for us. Usually, we do this after we go to a morning skate. We go to a practice. The Canucks are out at eight rinks in Burnaby this week. We'll get to all that and much more. But first, got to tell you our promo code. Promo code Hockey Season, capital H, capital S, $5 off your order at ZephyrEpic.com. You'll also get free shipping. Listen to this. Canada-wide on any order over $50 from Penticton to Pont Rouge, Quebec. Tell me me about that second one. 10,121 people. Pretty good size uh, town from the city of cities here that we talk about. Uh, But also Pont Rouge is uh, growing rapidly. 9.5% increase since their 2016 census. What's going on there? Why why is that happening? Here's here's all I know about Pont, Pont Rouge. The ice climbing hut of Quebec. Huh. So this is where people go they uh take those uh you know pickaxe pickaxes. Yes. Any of the little axes, yeah. they get, you grab a rune pickaxe, you smash it into the uh, thing, you climb up the hill there. Yeah, it's the ice it's the ice climbing hut of Quebec. Interesting. Also home that. of uh, Mont Morrissey Falls. Very cool. Do you know what uh, Pont Rouge? Can you? It's pretty two pretty simple French words. You want to try and translate what that means? Your French. Say not, it again. Say great. it again. Pont Rouge. Okay. You should know what rouge is. Right? Red. Sure. Red. Okay. What the is, red pine. No. What's pond? Pond. Don't tell me it's pond. No, it's bridge. So this oh. town. This town is called. Red Bridge. Cool. Do they have a red bridge? Apparently, and apparently it got redone in twenty or two thousand and nine. And they painted it. They got a new red bridge nice. for Red Bridge. So they had this old red bridge. Okay. And now they got this new red bridge. Holy cow! I when red people bridge. message us and they're like, "You got to get Chris to stop talking about these cities for so long." I'm starting to understand what they mean. I, you know what? Pont Rouge. That's a joke. I love when you do this. But someone made a really good point. They actually messaged me. Shout out to this person. Um, messaged me on Twitter and said, hey, because they heard us having our little talk about we got to figure something out for the live show because we're going to lose listeners. If we start a live show with this, we're going to lose listeners. So they said, make the Zephyr Epic Cities a segment. So cities presented by Zephyr Epic. You know how they do DTMZ on Donnie and Dolly and there's all these different segments? We have a really quick segment, like five minutes, not even. It's more like three to five, really, where we... Uh, where we go over the cities. Because people like that. People right. like that part. So we're, we're probably going to make that a segment rather than doing it right off the top. Because I don't think we can do it five shows a week. No, you're going you're gonna to stop it? Well, I mean like... We can do it on some episodes and yeah. just quickly rattle off the promo code. Yeah, exactly. We got to do the promo code, but we All can't right. do the... This is off-air conversation here. Yeah, let's stop planning our show live not, on Not air. far away from the live shows, though. Yeah. Is it uh, Wednesday today? Yeah, 12 days away from September today. September 26th, folks. That's yep. when we're going live. Uh, so we got this week to close out, next week to bang out episodes, but we are going to be recording in the new studio next week. Yep. Just so to make sure we know set it. Up. Yeah. Our Patreon uh, supporters are going to get a first look at, yep, uh, exactly. at the video and the YouTube link. Yeah, so if you want that, patreon.com slash convo. Five and ten dollar tiers gets you all the bonus content. Uh, we got some fun stuff for the season. So if you want to hop on the Patreon, we appreciate your support, folks. Uh, five and ten dollar tier gets you all of the bonus content. Okay, 
We're also delivered by the great folks at DoorDash. Ding dong. Use promo code CONVODD, capital C, capital D's, all one word, CONVODD. That will get you 25% off and free delivery on your first order with the DoorDash app. Does not get much better than that, folks. My name is David Quadrelli, joined as always by the man who built the place. And as you heard, we're prepping to go five days a week starting in two weeks from now. Uh, we're very excited about that. But first, Chris, we have been out at Scotia Bar well, it's gonna be in for, Burnaby. Yeah, whatever. We'll get to that in a second. It's going to be live shows as well. Can't be screwing up ad reads when we get to the live shows, right? I don't want to talk about it. I'm, I'm getting there. I'll, I'll get there. You have espresso this morning? No, you know what I'm going to do when we have the live show? Because you know this. I go right off the cuff yeah. every time I do an yeah, ad, yeah. ad thing. But I'm going to, you know, Donnie and Dolly, they got it laminated. They got a binder. I'm going to get a binder with all my ads and stuff. I'm, Dude, I'm going to be prepped well, for you that know, live we've show. We've talked about this in the past. But we, when we're in here doing the show in this studio for years and years and years now, or I don't know, a year, maybe two. We've been yeah, in here for a two while. Years, two okay, years, two years. We have never, we don't even have internet in this house. We don't have Wi-Fi. We don't have a printer. No, we don't have anything. We just go off and now it's like, now we're going to be able to actually have stats in front of us and like actually not have to memorize everyone's like cap hit. And yeah, we got years written notes that yeah, we took we have, at home. And it's like the whole notes for the show is the size of a post-it note. <laughs> so now like, I don't know. I think it's going to be. I'm excited. The show's going to come together. Five shows a week is going to be tough, but. Uh, going to be a lot of hard uh, work, know, but we're excited. Yeah, it's going to be my job to, to actually put an outline together here for the uh, for the show. So I'm excited for it. Yeah, I'm excited to have those duties lifted from me because my outlines look like this. And folks, I just showed Chris a post. You have note. seven <laughs> words in your whole outline for the show. <laughs> and hey, look at the product. People yep. love it. Sure thing. So don't change what yeah, ain't broke. You know what? I'd, uh, so when Kuzmenko, or no, what was it? when JT Miller signing dropped. We, uh, I looked at the charts the other day. Three days in a row, we're in the uh, top five Canada podcast. That's fantastic. Yeah. Thanks for your support, folks. Uh, much appreciated. It's we're excited. New- five days a week. It's going to be great. We're yeah, excited exactly. to see uh, Canucks Convo continue to grow. I but Chris- you, and we're growing on the YouTube, you know, Nation Network here. We're carrying the Nation Network YouTube channel. You <laughs> and I totally do in our are. stand-ups. Well, mostly you, to be honest with you, but yeah. Well, no, it's that's not true because the videos I do by myself, they're 200 views. You come in here. You got your all the boys start coming in thick quads, thick quads, DQ looking thick. Dairy Queen's thick. They they come in here. They're they're all on the all they're all over you on the YouTube channel. They hate you on Reddit. They love you on YouTube. Reddit likes me now. Reddit well, likes no, you me just, now. No, I you, know. I made an account and someone said one mean thing to me and everybody downvoted him. So mm. you know what? Reddit likes me now. And I like Reddit too. That was always a bit. And I think people knew that. I like Reddit. Reddit was okay. mean to me once. And I was like, screw you, Reddit. But then they were mean to me again. And everybody downvoted that mean person. And I said, okay, I give Reddit a chance. I, li- I like Canucks Reddit. There's mm-hmm. some good stuff on there. You had a tough week uh, Tough week on Twitter. Not as tough as you with the well, voice I, there. It's early in the Dude, morning. Dude, we got we to talk Scotia Barn. Let's go. Let's okay. get going here. Right. Uh, but sorry, Just tough week on Twitter. That photo. For you on Twitter. That was a horrible photo. Worst photo of me ever. Thomas Drance tweets it out. Just the worst photo of me, I think, ever. Like, <laughs> yeah. and, and here's what happened is... I was, I was, I don't know, like, I, I was just looking down, I kind of zoned out, and I was just, like, cranking my neck a little bit at the time, and then Rob Simpson's large shadow is over me, so there's no light on me, so I'm, like, in the shadows, but everything else is in light. I'm not going to get into it, but anyway, I thought it looked it, like I had 19 chins. Yeah, my fiance and I were laughing about it, because, like, I get called fat every day on, on Twitter, but, like, she's like, wow, Twitter is sad, like, the fact that they're calling you fat, like, <laughs> like, one of, you know, you you probably have, you have no more than, like, three pounds of fat on your whole body and she's like wow twitter is savage i was like yeah it doesn't make me feel as bad when i get called it every i can't day. make anyone happy because i used to get called super skinny and yeah. now people call me thick when i started working out and now i'm fat so yeah. well no people are going i think people are going back to the uh, and i've seen the only negative comments you get on youtube is uh this they're calling you a child 
Yeah. Well, bring your kid to work day. They always say it to me on the on the videos. Too. <laughs> it does look like we have a little we have a little bring your kid to work vibe. Going. All right. Speaking of bringing you to work, you're not even coming to the rink after this, apparently. No, because you're you're going and I'm writing. Yeah. So okay, let's get into this. So I hate that we go so long, folks. Live show. We promise we're not going to go this long. Still with the off season. Talk. We're under 15 minutes, right? Whatever. Yeah, we're at like 10. But this okay, is too well, much. I got a DoorDash thing. No, no, okay, just go ahead. don't even start. I don't like this at this point. You we think, gotta get quickly. Here. You think DoorDash? I got to talk to DoorDash again. They like the videos in Montreal. Oh, they got DoorDash and Penticton. Okay. Let's go. Send okay. it over. Okay, fantastic. Okay, Chris, we've been out at Scotia Barn, and there is some news this week. Again, recording this on Wednesday. Elias Pedersen spoke to the media yesterday. We saw him for the first day on Tuesday. Uh, Canucks had a little impromptu scrimmage. I don't want to get your thoughts on the scrimmage just yet because, look, no one was really keeping score. That was a that was a hell of a scrimmage. Somebody was keeping score because they pulled the goalie at the end. <laughs> Somebody was keeping score. I'm sure the players were keeping score. Oh, yeah, score. they we, were. We should have said, Petey, what was the score of the scrimmage yeah. when we talked to him? But I do want to talk about Elias Patterson's quotes. You have clips that we're going to play on the show. And honestly, I think now is probably a good time to get to one because there was one that really, really – piqued my interest. And it started with me asking a question, kind of a follow-up, basically uh, Batch, Brandon Bachelor Sports and 650, asked him just how was his off-season and everything. And Petey mentioned reflecting on his season and learning from last season, learning from his slow start. And I kind of wanted to get into, you know, what he learned. So here was my question to Petey. Uh, and then Patrick Johnson asked him a good follow-up, which elicited the response of basically Petey not wanting to make any excuses and Petey not wanting any excuses made for him on behalf on behalf of him uh, by the media. So here are those clips. You mentioned learning and reflecting on your season. Is there anything you took away from it? I mean, obviously, I mean, we can be honest. My start last season wasn't the way I wanted to start. And I was just... Um, I grown from that and learn like why it happened and then why I had the second half of the season, why I play like that and was basically it's two different me's out there and I was just playing with a lot more confidence in the second half so um but I mean I'm I'm like somewhat happy I went through it because uh, I know how I got out of it if that makes sense. Some of that wasn't up to you though. I mean you were dealing with Mr. Covering the wrong stick and things like that. Yeah, I mean, not really. I mean, I wasn't feeling, I mean, I wasn't uh, playing with as much confidence as I always been. So, um, with uh, all the answers in hand, I'm, I'm like, it sucks it happened, but I'm also like glad it happened because I, I got experience from it and I took myself out of it. So, where do we start, Chris? I, I, I'm going to say, that we should start with Petey saying he's learned from the season and that he's happy he went through it because he's going to be able to... He knows what he did to take himself out of it and he's going to be able to play with that confidence, according to him, right? Uh, and again, I, I, I pressed a little bit about, you know, what was it specifically that he learned and he didn't want to go too deep into that, which is totally fine. Uh, he was a little bit kind of, not closed off, but a little bit more reserved, I would say. Uh, and uh, again, like I was talking about this, I just hit with Halford and Bruff this morning. I was talking about this with them about how there was a lot of things that conspired against PD last year, it felt like, right? Like there was a lot of things that went wrong. It wasn't just one thing that he could fix, right? But ultimately the big thing that it kept coming back to was confidence, right? And one thing that happened was expectations were sky high for this kid last year, right? And I know he's a year older than me, but still, he's this kid, okay? Uh, the contract holdout from training camp, 
that puts a lot of expectations alone. What he did in his first season with the Canucks, what he did in the playoffs, how he played, um, you know, before the pandemic shut everything down in that sophomore season, that all led to high expectations for Elias Pettersson, right? So, again, I, I almost wonder if the reason he's a little bit more closed off is because he doesn't want to sound too cocky. He doesn't want the headlines out there of Elias Pettersson says he's going to be a point-per-game player, even though I'm sure in his head... That's probably what he wants to do this year. And, and to me personally, somebody who's obviously very high on Elias Patterson, I've never shied away from the fact that I, you know, that I, I'm, I'm very high on this player. Uh, I'm expecting Elias Patterson to be a point per game player this year. I'm expecting him to be this team's best center, uh, in both this year and next year. Because look, the, in, in the third year from now, three years from now, three seasons, 24, 25, cap's going to go up significantly. Patterson's due for a new contract. Canucks got to get this guy signed long-term, right? Like, you, you've got to get this guy signed to a long-term contract at that point. And I think he's going to warrant it at that point. You're not going to get it if you're not consistent, though. He's going to have to be a consistent offensive producer to warrant a dollar, uh, a, a price tag like that, a dollar figure like that. So, I, I don't know. Like, where, where do you want to start on this? Because I just went off on a bit of a tangent. Yeah, I, we'll start with what you started with. And I think the interesting thing was even being given the door to make excuses about the risk, make excuses yeah. about no training camp, make excuses about that. He didn't like blame it on those things. I love the way he answered it. He didn't blame it on those things. He did just blame it on his confidence. And that's something that, um, what I expect to hear him kind of talk about when he said he learned about it was just to like, learn that you can, you can affect your own confidence and how you kind of take things day by day. And I think as him growing as a more veteran presence here in the NHL, like, I don't know, man. You could hear it just in a lot of the the answers that he gave. Like he sounded like he did a lot of reflecting this off season and a yeah. lot of evaluating the way that things went last season. You you kind of heard him mention that he was kind of glad he went through that at the start of this season because he learned from it. And that's ultimately what you want for a young player to do, right? You want the young player to face adversity. It's kind of like the you know how we talk about with players. Oh, they need to get playoff experience. They need to get playoff experience so they're good in the playoffs. It's like Petey was already good in the playoffs, but mm. had he gone through adversity in his whole hockey life? I doubt it. This dude was winning like the that. MVP of the SHL as a teenager. Yeah. In his rookie season, he's coming in and winning MVP as an 18-year-old. Like, you know, this guy has probably not had to go through adversity like he went through at the start of the season last year. I mean, aside from maybe the injuries and stuff, like he's learned how to deal with an injury now. He's learned how to deal with when he's not playing at 100% and scoring like he expects. So... You have to look at that as a player growing, and I, I just I loved a lot of the answers that he gave about him just reflecting on the season, learning how to, to evaluate how things went, and just knowing what to do next time those certain things happen. Like it was, it was a very mature Pedersen that we spoke to, as well as a funny Pedersen as well. He yeah. was like once the the cameras and everything went off, like he was cracking jokes at us. I thought that was pretty. Yeah, good. he was telling us he's like, yeah, I haven't spoken English like it's so yeah, long. I think he, he said that during the interview too, because he goes, yeah, I talked to my my parents and my brothers, and we all kind of stopped. He goes, uh, brother, I only have one brother. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, sorry, I haven't spoken English. I loved uh, in a while. Like, I think he closed out this leaving the room. He was like, uh, yeah, sorry about my English. It's a little rusty. Uh, I'll get a lot more boring as the season yeah. goes on. Yeah, he goes, my, my answers will get a lot more boring. So yeah, I'll Don't get worry. back to usual and be boring for the rest of the season. <laughs> I, you know what? All in all, though, in all seriousness, I was impressed uh, by that that press conference from Elias Pettersson. The way he handled himself, I was impressed by it. And we'll get to it later in our Atlas Goods poll question. But I think he's going to lead the Canucks in scoring this year. 
I and again, I know that's that might be crazy to say for some people uh, because Miller just got ninety nine points and he's probably not going to take a dramatic step back next season. I think Elias Patterson is going to be this team's leading scorer. I think he's going to lead them in goals. I also think he's going to lead them in total points. Hmm. So you're really thinking he's going to take off? Yep, then? I am. Sticking my neck out. I'll save. Uh, I'll save my comment. We'll save that for the poll question. Save we'll it for the poll question. Sure. Argue about that a little Do bit. You, more is, was there anything else from Elias Patterson's media avail that you want to talk about, or should we now switch to what we saw from him specifically on the ice? Uh, I mean, not really. Like it sounded like he, um, you know, the fact that he said he didn't take any time on vacation, he was just working yeah. and working and working. I mean, yeah, you know, it. it you kind of say this every year when Pedersen comes in. Like, he looks good. He looks, you know, he looks a little bit stronger. I even see the, your friends over there on Reddit. They're saying, like, look at the size. The girth of the neck's bigger. It's it's grown by a quarter inch. Like, all this Makes stuff. Makes two it's, of us. But, like, you know what? He's getting a year older. He, he's coming in. He's a player who's, like, just, I think, starting to hit that kind of beginning of the prime where you're, this is where you said, like, you want to see point per game PD. You want to see him be the guy that, into your argument for the poll question, yeah, has a chance to lead the Vancouver Canucks in scoring and kind of take over this team as as the offensive catalyst that we we hope that he can become. So, um, yeah, I thought you know it was it was just kind of good to hear. I felt like there was a not like he needed it because I think he's always been a pretty mature guy for what he's had to deal with as a hockey player, but even more mature. I was just impressed with you know this guy not being like a kid anymore you know like he's been around the league a few years now he's had off seasons to train he's had off seasons where he's been injured this one he felt fully healthy going into the off season like I yeah I just felt like a mature guy who did a lot of reflecting last year and and I think a lot of learning so um I yeah I thought he did an excellent job and on the ice first media availability on the ice Chris Elias Pearson and Andre Kuzmenko they're going to be line mates. Those boys were, I tell you, Petey out there. Those he was, boys were flying. He was dangly on the ice. Like every little chance he had the puck on his stick, it was, you know, through another player's legs, through his legs, but still like always maintaining yeah. possession. Like you, you miss a player like that because it's so skilled to watch. Now, I know the intensity wasn't as high as a scrimmage, obviously. Well, tell I have been Con- out to Scotia Bar. Yeah, but Connor Garland, well, he was blowing people up on the boards. I know. Hang on. So was Petey. But my point being, Chris, is that Petey didn't look like a player who had just arrived the night mm, before. Yeah. He looked like a player that had been skating at Scotia Barn for the past two weeks like some of these other players we've seen, right? Like, he didn't look like he was rusty at all. And I again, I know it was a scrimmage. People are going to laugh, especially since we're about to throw out, oh, Luke Shen and Tucker Pullman were playing on a defense pairing. Um, but Elias Patterson really looked like a player who, as he said, trained all offseason and, and was ready to go for that scrimmage issue. Like, it wasn't like he, it didn't look like he had to catch up at all. He just looked ready to go. And again, uh, like I said, I know the intensity wasn't super high at Scotiabarn, but we saw players coming in and, and getting their first couple skates in at Scotiabarn. It wasn't pretty for a lot of it, but Elias Pedersen, again, like the guy was flying out there. And again, I, I hate that this probably comes across as me sounding like a fanboy because that's the last thing I want to do. But look, like I, I have been very impressed by this guy. Uh, you know, obviously the end of last season, I think a lot of people are sleeping on him, and I think it's time to put respect on Elias Patterson's name again. Yeah, I, I, I know he's got to go do it. I don't want to put sure. the the cart before the horse. That's the saying, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't want to do that, but I don't think people are respecting Elias Patterson the way he should, the way they should. I understand he's got to go do it first. Uh, I, I have very high expectations for this player. 
this year. And I bet he does too. I mean, um, you know, when you, when you see your management group kind of just reinvest, reinvest in what the core they have is right now, I think players like him need to step up, right? Like players like him, players like Brock, players like Bo and, and you know, JT Miller, I think if he just, you hope that he maintains, but the players that are young and be able you know, coming off of seasons where everything wasn't great for yeah. them, like it was for JT Miller, these players need to step up because they're reinvesting in what this core is. So, um, yeah, he, he's an example of a player who I think everybody's put it out there. Like, you know, everybody and their dog wants to see Pedersen be a point-per-game player. That's kind of the goal for this season, I think it has to be. And by all means, me and in turn you as well, setting these expectations and saying we expect this from this player isn't us trying to be like, we think he's the greatest. It's time for him to do this, right? Like, there can't be more excuses, right? No, but and, it's, it's like we do. Th- we don't think he's the great. But we do think he's great. We, we think, think he's he, great. He's but my point is, is he if he comes there. in, if he comes in this year, has a slow start, or for whatever reason, um, you know, doesn't set new career highs in goals uh, or points. Maybe not goals because I scored thirty-two last year. Remember that. But uh, you know, he doesn't top his goal to- or point total from last season. It's time for him to do it. Like, it's time for him to take that next step. We've heard about how great he is. We both think he's great, but to an extent, you and I are going to have to eat crow if he comes in and has not a great full season, right? He's got to he's gotta put together a complete effort. He's got to do what he did in his rookie year, right? Yeah. I, I, and even in his rookie year, there was that little stretch where um, he had a rough stretch of games. I believe it was, like, toward the end of the year, and then he picked it up right at the end, but... Like, that can't happen. That has to be a full 82-game effort. I know players go through slumps, but this is this team's first-line center in my eyes, and he needs to emerge and become as much this year. Yeah, and I think, to me, it's it's not even just about the points and having you know him set, you know, be a point-per-game player. I think that's something that would, would come with having a good season anyways. But for me, it's like we've seen Pedersen take over games, right? And that is what you need to see this season where – Patterson goes off and has a two goal, two assist game. And he's the absolute reason why the Canucks won that night. Like those can happen. And they, if they happen more consistently throughout the season, you don't have to worry about him getting to 82 points. He's going to get there. If he's taking over games and taking over even like two to three games a month, you know, just one out of every like 10 games or so he takes over uh, or even more than that. Like if he is taking over, like he has the potential to do that. So yeah, like I, I think expectations are are high, but I think, and I've said this about a lot of players who, who I believe think very high. I don't want to say high, but the way that players show a lot of confidence in themselves. I look at Pedersen as one of those guys, and I think though we have high expectations, and Canucks fans want to see every point come from Pedersen. I seriously think players like that, with the mindset like him, they have the highest expectations of themselves out of everyone in the world. I bet no one has higher expectations for what they can do on the ice and Elias Pettersson. I bet he wants to go out there and score 212 points and beat and, you know, push for Gretzky's record. Like, yeah. he, you know, that, that's what I think this type of player wants to do. And I think that's the type of level of confidence that a player that should want to be one of the best in the world should have as well. And I, I, I just, I get that feeling from Pettersson. Okay. Moving from PD. Quinn Hughes. Quinn Hughes played the right side, played the right side yep. yesterday. What did you think of that? Yeah, they didn't uh, waste any time with that. I know it's a captain skate, and they're, uh, you know, it's not like Bruce Boudreaux like uh, went out there and said it. But I think maybe someone's aware of of Quinn Hughes going to Jim Rutherford and saying that he wants to play the right side if it helps the team. They get right to it, and I mean, 
the first goal of the scrimmage was scored by Quinn Hughes being on the right side and, and finding a good play to Pod Colson at the net to make it happen. So I think it's going to come down to the little parts that you might be worried about are him getting the puck out on the boards certain ways. But like it's even saying it out loud like now is like, yeah, but I'm not worried about that for, for a guy like Quinn Hughes who's so talented. I, I don't think he's going to have time like uh, you might see a, a player to a week where it's like ah it's too bad he's not right-handed it would have helped him there but like I don't think that's going to happen like even uh, for a lot of games I don't think that's a, like we're going to see games where it doesn't affect him at all we might see a couple games where there's a couple little things that that kind of like ah that's too bad of him in that spot's a bad position or oh he couldn't keep the puck in on the boards like that like it's it's not going to be that big of a difference having Quinn Hughes play the right side because his skating so well. And that's the thing he relies on is if he's playing there, I I don't think it's going to be much of a problem at all to see Hughes make that transition. And I do think it helps the defense core a ton. And like, you know, in the scrimmage, it was funny, like all this is being made about it. And obviously, you know, we have to tweet out that he's playing the right side and, uh, you know, Canucks Twitter's going wild about it, uh, you know, batches all over Reddit. And uh, to me, it's like, it wasn't like Hughes even was just stuck on the right side. Like we saw times where OEL was on the right, even defending a rush like OEL would be on the right. It was just the way that the play kind of goes. It's not like you're stuck there in that one spot the whole time. So Quinn Hughes on the right side, I, I liked it at one scrimmage. I hope we see it uh, throughout training camp and into preseason. And I I do think it's best for the defense core to start the regular season with uh, OEL-Hughes pairing. I think that that, as your top pairing, eating up a ton of minutes – that's the best way to set up this defense for success. People liked my analysis on the last episode. I got one message. But I think people liked it when I was talking a about... A person liked it. A person liked it uh, when I talked about you know what it in, in practice means for left-handed defensemen to be on the right side, right? Uh, and the one thing I mentioned was, especially with Quinn Hughes, just going back and watching some games of his and knowing how he plays... Likes to wheel the puck up and likes to lean on a four-checker uh, with his body while shielding the puck to his left or along the boards, obviously, right? And one question I had was, how's that going to change? How is receiving passes going to change for Quinn Hughes? Because in my head, and I know I didn't say this too much, but in my head I was like, well, we know OEL can play the right side, so why is... Why isn't OEL moving to the right side and your best defenseman is staying where he played as your best defenseman, right? And... To an extent, the question got answered yesterday when we were out at eight ranks, right? And first of all, when he wheels the puck up the ice, it looks like what Quinn Hughes is going to do is he's going to use the middle of the ice in the neutral zone to kind of crisscross, right? And get get uh, four checkers moving, right? And get the opposition moving because uh, he moves so well, right? So he doesn't have to just go in a straight line up the left. He's going to be using the middle of the ice a little bit more. That's what I think we're going to see uh, a lot of with Quinn Hughes on the right side. The other thing was that Pod Colson goal was set up from a pass from Oliver Ekman Larson across along the blue line to Quinn Hughes, who had to receive it on his backhand because it was in front of him, right? And remember, if he was right-handed, that'd be on his forehand. Received it on his backhand, but in the blink of an eye, had it on his forehand again with his hips opened up, which makes him a dangerous threat to the goaltender, right? So the goaltender doesn't know if you're going to shoot at that point, right? Then he's able to slide it across, uh, again, because the hips are open and the hips are, um, you know, facing the middle of the ice so that he's a dangerous shooting threat and a passing threat. Uh, Remember, if he was right-handed, he'd have to move a lot more, right? Left-handed, no one knows what he's going to do. Or, sorry, yeah, left-handed on the right side, no one really knows what he's going to do. Snaps a pass for an easy redirect on the back door to Vasily Pod Colson. Yeah, it's a lot of ice to work with when you you are left-handed and you're on the right side of the 
of the point on the in the offensive zone. I mean, it's yeah, it, it didn't take long. Like I said, the first goal scrimmage scored was was Quinn Hughes being on the right side and making a great play. Uh, it, it's still just a scrimmage, and I think we need to see this in preseason. We need to see this in regular season before you really commit to it. But I could I could see the Canucks opening the season with it. It does a lot for the rest of the defense core. I mean. I guess it pushes Dermot into a top four role, right? Is that the guy that you're going with for Myers? I think Rathbone could challenge for that spot. Okay. I, I think I like Rathbone more than I like Dermot. Long term. Long term. For sure. Well, yeah, long term. But what about this season? Because I think, you know, I think Rathbone's ready for it. Yeah, I, I don't think it'll start the year that way. I do. I like the, um, I like the idea of Rathbone and Shen as your third pairing. I like that too, but do you like the idea of Dermot Myers? No, but I don't love the idea of Rathbone Myers either. Do you like DeKaiser and Myers? No. Come on. <laughs> no. Would it, be so, would it be the most shocking thing in the world? And I don't think I've heard anyone say this because nobody thinks it's possible. But if Tucker Pullman's healthy, could you see a Pullman-Myers pairing? <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I'm just Chris saying. Chris Faber, ladies and gentlemen. He's playing the left side already. You should not be reading into a Tucker Pullman-Luke Shen pairing that you saw at eight ranks yesterday. Okay, well, if Tucker Pullman is healthy and he's getting back to oh his ways. Oh, my gosh. Sorry, I don't mean to belittle what you're saying. It's just I'm I'm so tired of talking about Tucker Pullman. Yeah, okay. Because I'm sorry, man. Like, I've I've not once been impressed with this player. And, and again, I, I say it every time we talk about him. I really hope Tucker Pullman can get healthy uh, and that he can at least play hockey somewhere. I just don't want that to be in the Canucks top four. I don't think he's a top four defenseman. Okay. I haven't seen him play on the left side as a defenseman that often. I don't think he can so play the like, right side well enough. And well, that's I, I don't I understand think, why the idea is, well, if he plays the left side, maybe he'll be better on his offside. It's just like a, if you're looking at like stylistic fit, maybe that's something that lets Myers be a little more offensive. That's the only way I'm looking at it because I don't think Dermot or Rathbone opens up Pullman the door. a defensive stalwart? I'd say I say he's he's more defensive minded for sure. I think Rathbone's a better defender than Pullman. Off the yeah. rush and maybe not in zone. I'd say in zone, maybe I'd give the edge yeah. to Pullman, but I even think, that Pullman's not great at that. No, and I think you gotta see Pullman play more before you, you make that point. Like especially sure. and not even just like more for just like watching it like for yourself in a Canucks year, but now after the injury, you got to see him what he looks like. Sure. Because things might have changed. And it might not be like I'm not saying things have gotten better. Things might have gotten worse, and who knows, even if he's going to be able to play Like at this point. I think it's a positive note that he's at these skates already. You know, He could have been a guy who just showed up to training camp or just showed up this past week, but he was here last week and getting some ice time in. Um, so we'll see. It's just, I don't know, it's another thing. You might see him preseason because I, I think that Pullman's a guy that they might try on the left side a little bit. I, I'm I'm curious. I just, I, you know, and I'm, and I'm all forward. If you think there might be a way to just, like, mix up your defense core, you don't have to be stuck to left guys playing the left and right shots playing the right. Like, I don't know. Go for it. Try certain things. Do In the preseason, get wild with it, man. Do the Pullman-Myers pairing in preseason. See what it looks like. Play it for a whole game against the damn Kraken down in, I don't know. You'll be on the post game. Yeah. Actually, I can't put you on the post game because you'd be like, Pullman and Myers is the next big thing. It'll be the title of the article. <laughs> Can Pullman and Myers take minutes away from Quinn Hughes and OEL? Yeah. Should Tucker Pullman be the Canucks' first power play quarterback? Tucker Pullman lightens the load for the OEL-Hughes pairing. 
Oh boy. Okay, we're gonna cut a break on that note. Poll question on the other side. Yep. You're gonna, what's poll? You want to do a, who's who's the most points or whatever here? It's already up. Already All right. Yep. We've Your first poll question in 297 episodes. <laughs> whatever. All right, we'll take a break. Keep it locked. Keep it loaded on Canucks conversation. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And a massive thank you to all of our sponsors here at the Canucks Conversation Podcast. Chris, it's time for our Atlas Goods poll question. Our episode 296 Atlas Goods poll question brought to you by locally owned and operated Atlas Goods. Go to Atlas GDS. Use promo code CC15 to get 15% off your first order of pop rinds. Folks, you've heard us talk about them before. These are the best fresh pork rinds straight out of your microwave or air fryer. So go check them out. You make them in your house. Nice little snack. Uh, Nine grams of protein, I believe, uh, in one serving of the bacon if I'm uh, remembering that correctly. The bacon flavor, that's my favorite. You didn't, uh, you had your little charcuterie board last night. You didn't add any pork rinds I saw to your your board. No, it was pickle heavy. Yeah. Girlfriend likes pickles, man. I know. Here's the thing. You sent me a picture of the charcuterie board, and you got four pieces of cheese, like five pieces of meat, six full pickles, not sliced, full pickles. Yep. I just, the ratio was off for me, but you say, I, I, I'll give you a pass. I know some people, they love their pickles. You know, uh, your girlfriend, very similar to uh, Snooki from Jersey Shore, big pickle fan. She's very similar to Snooki from Jersey Shore. She's going to love hearing that. Big pickle fan, yeah. <laughs> so um, I, I get it. I get it. If you're just going to eat snack on pickle, it just, you send, like, when you get a picture of someone's charcuterie board, you expect to see. My presentation was on off the chart. Well, that's the thing, but you expect it, like, a, uh, no, it wasn't actually. I, oh. I meant to say something. I was about to post the picture. Maybe I still will post it. You're, you don't have a board, so you need uh you need the board. If you, all you, my boards are too small. I mean, like here's the thing: if you're if you're just gonna put it all on, like you tried to present it nice, you put a bowl on top of a plate. That's right. 
Uh, Bowl of pickles it, and the pickles I know, were all I know, vertical. But it, but it oh, comes you're, off. You're just. I'll give you. A, I'll give you this. The presentation of the pickles were good. Thank you. But it, it, if you're gonna put charcuterie together, you got to put it on the board. I I hear you. I hear you. Buy me a board then. How about that? I thought I. I you know I I was looking for one. The Italian uh, flag there and give you Ooh, okay. Italian. But I was looking for that for years. Couldn't find one. Okay. So I don't know. I'll go out to the uh, what's what are these Italian delis just down the street? Here? Trophies. Trophies. No free ads, though. Yeah, well, no free ads. I'll tell you. <laughs> we not, do like trophies, I'll tell you, though. Not getting free ads. Our old, our old pizza or pasta spot there. Oh my oh. gosh, I'm not getting into that. I don't want to slag sure. them well, on air. Lisa knows. Lisa, we went. Lisa, there with Lisa. knows, but our uh, we we had our hearts. DM broken. Lisa about it. it had our fun. hearts broken by our favorite Italian uh, restaurant. Yeah, which we won't. So, uh, looking for won't a talk new about. place. Got some. Uh, got some. Uh, uh, people tell me, people tell me what am I trying to say here? People tell me where to eat recommendations. Recommendations. Do you remember when we used to walk out of Pasta Amore and the good old days? Yep. Before it closed down. Yep. That you would strut out of there, like you, you, I, you, yeah. you became Italian. I you went specifically in became Italian after being in there. I'd go in there. I'd walk in. I'd sit down. I'd eat a couple plates of pasta. I'd have uh, the focaccia. And I'd walk out, I'd, I'd have four rings on my left hand. I don't know where they came from. <laughs> uh, four rings, and I, I sometimes I'd Top walk... Top buttons up, of your shirt unbuttoned, yeah, got a cane, gold cross now. Cane in my hand for my bad ankle, and it was... <laughs> oh, I don't know what happened, but it, uh, I missed that place. That was a good pasta over yeah, there. Yeah, it was good. Rest but I got peace. some recommend... People tell me recommendations. Try the veal. They keep telling me all the time, try the veal, go for this, go for that. You take, you make a sandwich or something. I don't know. It's I'm gonna go try some new places here. I'll get because uh, some of these Italian. You haven't even okay. You haven't even gone to some of these Italian places. Did ones downtown? No, I have not. No, see, like you. There's you're a place. Really I'm not gonna t- say what it's called because again, no free ads. But there's a place downtown by your house that I want to check out. Uh, I got a recommendation from my aunt who hey, is Italian. If you got an Italian restaurant, you're listening to this podcast, or you're working in an Italian restaurant, hit us up. Yeah. You just give us a free meal. How about not even free? Just <laughs> just text me and let me know, or you know, yeah, DM just, us on we just Twitter. Want good Italian at, restaurant at the podcast. Let us know uh, where we should go for Italian food next year. Yeah, I got to cash in. I made a bet with uh, JD Burke and Thomas Drance. Hello, thank you for calling Thomas Drance. And I need to cash in because uh, unavailable for comment. Unavailable for comment. But I uh, I made a bet with those two last year that Yarrow Halak would have a save percentage under nine oh five. Granted. It was it was hinging on the fact that Mikey DiPietro was a better goalie than Yarrow mm, yeah. Halak, which I'm not so sure about anymore. But I I won I won the bet and those two they gotta they gotta hold up their end of the bet. Okay. Right, well, th- this didn't really go well for um for the folks at Atlas Goods, but yeah. this is still part of the Atlas this Goods is uh, the poll Atlas question. Goods poll question. Reiterating once again, promo code CC50 and gets you 15 percent off people, your first. Try order. the damn pork rinds if you haven't tried them yet. Go yeah, use the picture. promo code. Put them in your microwave. You put them in your air fryer. You try people. They 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 got a bad thoughts on uh, on the they got the bad thoughts on pork rinds. Okay, people think it's just they go out and they buy that. They've tried them in the yellow Gross bag tub. Yeah, they bought them in the yellow bag. That stuff that you see. It's the only pork rinds you see in stores. Those are trash pork rinds. They're you literally gotta, not the same food. Is no, what I'm trying to explain gotta, to people. These are these are fresh. It's like it's a different snack. Tell it's you. legitimately a different snack. I tell you, it's like a piece of bacon. Sh- Blasted full of air. Yeah, that's what these things taste like. They're they're pretty good. They pop like popcorn. Yeah, uh, and they're pork rinds. So check them out. Atlas Goods. Our poll question today. Finally, who will lead the team in points this season? The Vancouver Canucks. Elias Peterson, JT Miller, Bo Horvat, and as always, I'm angry. Chris leading the vote so far is my pick. Yeah, Elias Peterson. He's got sixty two percent of the vote. 
33% say JT Miller, 3% say Bo Horvat, and 2% say they're angry slash other, and none of them have written in yet. Well, yeah, because you put other in there. You, people, you don't need, I've said this, this is why you can tell it's one of your poll questions. You don't need to ever put other into a poll question because people are going to reply all the time with this stuff. Nobody you could, did. You could say you could send out a poll. Who's going to put up more points this year? Tucker Pullman or Travis Dermott? And people would be like, Elias Pedersen's going to put up more points than both. It's like, that's not the point of the poll question. Okay? People are really going to throw their others in all the time. That's I just want to get that off my chest. Okay, so who are you picking for this poll question? JT Miller. He's going to put up the most points. Okay. JT Miller is going to be... I think he's going to be high 80s this year. High 80s. Okay, so... say 88. That's a, that's a fun number to finish with. Sub-poll Come question. Come off of 99, yeah, yeah. go down to 88, 77. By the end of this contract, he's putting up 11 points. That's how it's going to roll. Sub-poll question. Who leads the Canucks Young Stars group? You've oh. seen the roster now. Who leads the Canucks Young Stars group uh, in points? Three games. Three games. Three games. I just, I think it's going to be... Um, I think it's Linus Carlson who's going to lead. I think he's going to be the guy on the power play getting the most um, opportunity, at least anyways, to put up points while in the man advantage. At 5-on-5, five five, it'll be interesting uh, to see what Carlson can do. But, man, like the Canucks are sending... Uh, you know, they're not sending first-round picks. They're sending 22-year-olds. Like, that's, uh, that's the way this roster is kind of shaking out a little bit. Actually, I... Uh, I am 12. Let's hear, from, uh, let's hear from Ryan Johnson talking about... Um, those two, like he talked, I asked him about uh, Linus Carlson uh, and Neil Zaman being guys who you know have a lot of um, experience playing pro hockey and what this tournament kind of sets up for them to like, you know, be two of the guys that are kind of leaders for a lot of the young stars here. So here's Ryan Johnson on uh, Neil Zaman and Linus Carlson. I think, I think with, uh, you know, him and, and uh, even Niels Zaman, you know, guys that um, are coming over here not as a typical 20 year old or, you know, they've got some experience. They're a little bit older. Uh, you know, Neil's playing in the world championships and, and the success that Linus had last year. I mean, I expect, uh, yeah, I expect these guys to, to, to have a presence and, and, uh, and take on, you know, some onus of not just the play, but, but, uh, being a part of that environment and, and, uh, uh, you know, the, the unit, the group this weekend. So, I mean, I, I those guys are obviously going to be, uh, relied on and played quite a bit in all situations and, but they should be, uh, because they've, their experience. I, you know, some guys 20 years old, they walk into a tournament like this. It can be eye opening for them. I think, uh, they should be in a situation where, uh, hopefully they can come in and thrive and, and uh, be a big kind of catalyst for that group. So that is Ryan Johnson talking about uh, two of his older players that uh, I expect to have a big, big year on Abbotsford. And I wanted to confirm with uh, with Johnson about uh, Neil Zalman. And he says, like, the, the reason they're bringing him over here to North America is to develop him with a lot of the other young players. And he really likes what uh, what Almond can bring. He likes them. He likes him at center, he told me. Uh, he also likes the fact that he's big, fast, strong. Like, there, there's a lot to like about Neil Zalman being an AHL player this year. I think he... He and Linus Carlson, um, I, I'm having high hopes for them at this Young Stars tournament to be two of the guys leading. But let me let me pick a sneaky one for your sub poll question here. Tristan Nielsen, this this kid was uh, excellent in development camp, and he was great in the scrimmage. And you know he's a he's a really fast player. So I, I'm going to keep an eye on Tristan Nielsen being like a, a sneaky pick. If you give me good odds, I'm taking him for for the points leader at this camp. Tristan Nielsen tournament, okay. I like it. Uh, I'm saying Archer Silovs is the best goaltender at the tournament. Dustin Wolf, actually, uh, in all seriousness, yep. 
He's solid. Dustin Wolf is probably the, very he's, good. He's the best. I know you love Seelovs, but uh, I even wrote in the article here, how are you not talking about Seelovs and his 968 save percentage this summer? I have been. What I are you haven't, talking haven't about? heard it once coming out of your mouth well, here. I'm not going to talk about it too much. Well, yeah, I was just saying 968. I'd, yeah. be, I'd be calling, you know, Artie 968. That should be his nickname. Not, yeah, he's been doing really well for Lativia. Oh, well, uh, sorry, what now? <laughs> Have you seen the video of the the Knicks fan when Kristaps Porzingis got drafted to the uh, nope. Knicks? You haven't seen that? No. It's not suitable or not safe for work or the podcast, but I will show it to you after this because uh, it's very funny. Kristaps Porzingis obviously from Latvia, uh, and the, the guy's yelling at his TV, and he says, where the F is Latvia. <laughs> It's very good. Very good. I thought you'd all get right. that reference. No, I'm, uh, I'm on the outside okay. of this joke here. That's okay. Uh, yeah, it's just like all the Addison Ray jokes that I drop at you. But anyway, um, yeah, what Ren- do you want to get to next? I, I, Tyler Mott. Can we can we go to Tyler Mott? I got something well, on Tyler Mott. Uh, what, you want 15 seconds on the young? Come on, let me go off a little bit here. I got a Young Stars tournament we here. We talked about tomorrow. the leading scorer. We talked about Archer Silovs. What else is there? What do you think about uh, 22-year-old Jet Wu going to Young Stars camp? At least he's playing defense. That's a win for this organization, yeah, I asked right? him. I asked him that uh, <laughs> yesterday uh, when, when I chatted with him, and he was like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I even asked, like, you going to keep that in your back pocket? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he was too happy about I that. I don't think he was too happy about that either. I am curious to, th- like, you know, the Canucks need to fill this roster at Young Stars. They don't have a, a bevy of young talent that are playing in the CHL right now. I mean, they're sending, what, they got, like, three guys from the CHL heading to this thing? So, um, yeah, I think, or maybe four. You know what? I know who I am going to be interested to see. I'm not even. Gonna, I, I tell you what, the Vancouver Canucks. They draft him in the seventh round here. I'm gonna. I'm gonna freaking dollywall this because it's it's the worst name for me. I don't know what it is about the Kirill Kudryavtsev. Whoa, okay, that wasn't bad. no, 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 no. Okay, I I, I learned this, and Disto's gonna correct me because I might be wrong. Yeah, but the way to pronounce that name. Let me see it again. Kudryavtsev. You don't pronounce the Y, so it's Kudratsev. You don't pronounce the Y. Like, if we ask, this is the way you do it, all you got to do, Pud Colson speaks English now. Okay. You say, Vasily, can you read this name out loud? Yeah. And you record it, and then we have a Kudratsev button for the rest of time, right? All right. And I'm sure you don't pronounce that Y. You don't, it's not Kudryatsev or Kudryatsev. It's Kudratsev, I think. No, I think, it's, I think it's two different, um, I think you, make, you split it right down the middle. Kudryatsev. No. Yeah. I don't think that's how you. Well, yeah. Well, how many, I think that's how many that might you be how a couple uh, play-by-play announcers. I'll tell you what. I'll, that's what I said. I'll pull it. up the play-by-play right now. We'll see who. Yeah, get the Russian play-by-play. Right. Let's do it. I'm I'm down for that. Well, he's playing in the OHL. It's in English quads. Oh well, if it's in English, they're going to be like, well, "I'm Chris Faber, and I say it Kudryatsev." Yeah, it's a, all the people calling Chase Wooters. He's going to be out there too. <laughs> Chase Wooters. Chase Wooters. <laughs> oh boy. All right, I'm getting the signal. You've got the audio. Give me, uh, give me the Kudratsev pronounce it. Let's hear it. Let's hear how it's said. Rory Karen, here he goes. With Kudratsov in a two-on-one. Karen floats one. Okay, he just said Kudratsov. That's not right either. But the, the point, he didn't say Kudratsov. Yatsov. It, the, you don't pronounce that Y. It's right. Kudratsov. You know? You're always giving me crap for, I do, waste, I, for wasting time on the show. <laughs> And then I bust up a Russian then, and accent. You, and then what you do, you stop the recording, get me to go dig up some play-by-play. Right. Well, dude, any opportunity to be proven right. Yeah, that's fair enough. God knows I'm not right all the time, so I got to uh, take my opportunities to prove You know what? Right. I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, you know what? We, we have a lot of fun with this show. I think it's the best Canucks podcast out there. 
I think it is. I think we have the best chemistry and we work the hardest. If you don't, I think if that, you don't call Donnie and Dolly a Canucks podcast, I agree. Yeah, with you. yeah. <laughs> I think that's the way I look at it. But I also think, like, tell you what, we, we I think we work the hardest. I think we have the best chemistry. But our takes sometimes they do fall short. <laughs> I think that's that's the part where we're laughing on this show. Like, like I I don't think that like I feel good about the takes of like prospects and stuff and, and you're with your goalies. But there's a lot of times we miss pretty hard on takes. But we Big one. We come here and have a lot of fun a lot of the other times. So. I've never missed a take. I'm trying to remember one that I got wrong. Well, I don't know, and I could probably go back. I just I don't listen to the show, so someone's gonna make a list and I'm gonna have yes. to block that person on Twitter. Yeah. All right. Uh, where do you want to go from here, Chris? Because, yeah, like... Let's like, go back to Young Stars, Penticton. Sure. Let's do it. So I got three games uh, Friday. Speaking of working hard, you're heading to Penticton. Friday. I'm kicking my feet up. Yep. Friday is when I'm need to let me speak here. Friday, the first game, 7.30. Sunday, 2.30. Monday, 2 o'clock. Is Monday a holiday now? You're not getting it off. <laughs> I'll tell you no, what uh, I am. I'm taking some, it off. Some provincial employees are getting it off uh, to observe. I, well, I don't get any days off. I got to go to every game. I At first, I'm like, oh, I'm bringing the golf clubs, go golfing on Saturday. And then here comes Nation Network freaking whoosh, cracking the whip <laughs> on me. Say, uh, we need you at the all the Oilers games, all the Jets games, all the Flames games. I said, oh, so I'll be at the rink for... You know, fifteen hours a day now. Yeah, sorry, we're not talking financing. to freaking Philip Broberg of all people. I got to talk to him now. Yeah, I know you. I'm, oh man, sorry, we're not financing your golf trip to Penticton. Well, I would have paid for the round. <laughs> well, that's very nice of you, but no, you have to actually go cover the hockey that's being played. Yeah, in Penticton. yeah, I know. Yeah, I got all these. I got all these uh, oily boys in my <laughs> freaking emails now. They're like, "Oh, go talk to uh, Mikheyev Mastyla. He's a seventh round pick in the 2014 draft, but he's sneaking in as a 26 year old. I, I don't give a damn who this guy is. And then you're gonna send me in there for freaking Broberg. What am I gonna ask Broberg? I can't, I can't get over you making. I'm sense. gonna ask Philip Broberg. I'm gonna say, "What's what does it feel like to have the same amount of points as Ole Levy in his same uh, in his 21 year old season?" I can't, I can't get over you making the whip sound. <laughs> That's how it feels. I got uh, you know. Oh I'm gonna have I have want to have a good time over there, but I got that. Yeah, oily. Not even the oily boy. What do the Flames guys call themselves in the Flames Nation? They they don't have a name. It's the oily boys. We don't have a name. What do we? We don't call ourselves the Nuxy boys or whatever. Oh, and we never will either. Do you remember when J. Pat and Drancer launched the Nux cast and everybody said it looked yeah, like that nutsack? Was, uh, that was a big mistake. Patrick Johnson putting out the poll question: of, <laughs> What did you read first, the nutsack or the Nux cast? <laughs> That's a, that's a good moment. A, now I'm in a laughing mood because of your whip sound. Well, that's how I feel, man. Whip at nation. I, I want to get out. You know, want to have some, have some fun in Penticton. Here's the thing, people. You know, I want to chat with the Canucks fans here. I, I, I I'm not gonna be able to because I'm staring at Dylan Holloway and Jacob Pelche the whole time. I'll tell you what. We've got this little internal competition. Obviously, Nation Network. I'm the editor in chief there, so that's true. I, it's in my best interest to make sure Oilers Nation does well as well. But hey. We've got this internal competition. We've got hashtag Pass Oilers Nation. We had a Canucks Army uh, staff party, and we did hashtag Pass Oilers Nation. And uh, in the meeting this week, uh, Zach Lang, shout out Zach Lang, news director at Nation Network, who who does a lot of stuff for Oilers Nation. He he goes, yeah, I just want to say hashtag continue to pass Canucks Army routine. Yeah, what the hell is this all? They're well, coming in here. They're passing us. So okay. I tell you what, 
you have my blessing as editor in chief. I'm telling you, at Young Stars, sabotage the Oilers content. Yeah, I'll just uh, I'll send the quotes to them. I'll yeah. send. I'm gonna I'm gonna go in there and send some quotes. I'm gonna do my thing. Yeah, sabotage the Oilers Nation. But uh, yeah, it's funny. Like, you know, they're all about the pages, the pages. But you know what else? Uh, the whole network's about. They're all get the videos up. Get your videos going. Yeah. We're like I said at the start of the episode, we're carrying the damn YouTube <laughs> channel. You should bring that up. TikTok page is blowing up. You should bring that up in our meeting next week. I will. I said, yeah, maybe they should try and pass us because we're we're the one carrying the whole damn thing. That's right. Continue to pass us. YouTube, it's thick quads over there carrying us. That's right. That's why I'm working out. I'm only working out so that we get more video, more views on YouTube. The other day, I had a I had an energy drink from the states. It was it had creatine in it. I don't even I don't take any of that stuff. I'm not. You know me. I'm no. I'm not. I don't need all that. I'm not. I'm natural. (laughs) <laughs> None of that this anabolic creatine stuff, whatever they're putting in there. So I drink, yeah, so, so I had one, so I guess I am. But I had one of these energy drinks. I felt like a billion bucks after you gotta this. Have, you got to have creatine like every day for you to have an effect. You oh, I tell you, no, I, well, I felt it. The one drink I had, I was good to go. But you know what creatine does? Yep. What does puts, it do? It uh, puts water into your muscles. Yeah, you increases yeah. your water retention. So you got to drink. That's why I drink a ton of water. Well, you got to drink yeah, a lot drinking, more water, drinking, right? Uh, so much cranberry juice the last couple of days here, so I'm all good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do I got I... this new cranberry juice. Oh, sorry. Well, before we get to, they got this new cranberry juice here. Oh, I, I'm a big fan of the white cranberry juice, right? I okay. like, I like the red. It's whatever. It's whatever. But the white one, that's yeah. my favorite. But now they got this one called the rose. It's half red, half white, but it's, it's not wine. It's cranberry juice. It's excellent. I got a thing right now. It's called pink rose. Shout out to ocean. What are they called? Ocean Springs, ocean spray, ocean spray, ocean spray. Shout out them. They got the pink rose. Cranberry juice. Are you done? Did you get it all out? No, I'm... Uh, okay, yeah. I'm done. <laughs> we can go back to the hockey talk. Okay, before we close out. Your boy. Tyler Mott. Yeah. Signs a one-year deal in Ottawa at $1.35 million. This is a report. Yep. People have told me behind the scenes that Tyler Mott's ask of the Canucks, and this shouldn't come as a surprise to many people, was a lot more than $1.35 million. And... This part isn't a report. This is just what I've kind of been told and and what I'm kind of putting together is that if Mott knew that he was only going to get one one year at 1.35, he probably would have signed in Vancouver because I think Mm. the Canucks would have offered him one, multiple years, and two, I think it would have come in closer to 1.5 annually uh, for Tyler Mott to stay a Canuck. I I believe he was looking for somewhere in the 2.5 range. Uh, again, the Canucks, this this coming from our friend uh, Rick Dollywall, this one coming from him, that the Canucks weren't one of the teams in the mix to land Tyler Mott. So, again, that doesn't really come as a surprise. Look, Canucks go out and get Dakota Joshua. Canucks go out and get Curtis Lazar. Uh, Mikheyev, they've rebuilt their bottom six, right? And they, they don't really have room for Mott anymore, especially at 1.35. Again, like we have a thing up at CanucksArmy.com right now. Shout out Michael Liu. Uh, for writing something about four PTO targets. Alex Chason's on that list, right? And Tyler Mott is also on that list, but it was looking like he wasn't going to get anything. But one by uh, 1.35, again, it's not much more. But again, it, just, it doesn't really make sense for the Canucks to add that at this point in time. No, I mean... Um, Surprise yeah. you at all, though? It did. I mean, sort of. Like, it did, but it just seemed like these type of players were just kind of... Uh, it's just... it's. It's the way the the league kind of is. Right, the league needs to uh, like you need to see the cal- salary cap go up, man. Yeah, like the, and you're the going cap to needs. Yeah, I know it, it's going to come here, but the next couple of years it's going to be tougher. To this is why I think is why you're seeing so many eight year deals this year. Like, think about it. All these guys, 
you know, even like Tim Stutzla, uh, like, you know, he's signing eight years. All these other players, Kairos and these guys, they're all Tage Tom. These guys are all getting eight years right now because they know the cap's going up eventually. You know? Yep. Uh, they're going to get to that point like two, three, four years down the road. You're going to see the cap start to go up. You're going to get close to a million bucks here or a hundred million bucks. Yep. Okay. I, I, That's why I, I think fully... they're signing him. And I think that, yeah, it's just it, the league needs to kind of catch up there. I, I fully understand that. And again, like I, I've been writing about this and I'm going to, um, I'm going to have this up at Canucks Army, I think, sometime today on Wednesday. Uh, just about how the Kairu extension affects the Canucks and really the summer of the eight-year deal, right? Like like I said, Eric Chernak got an eight-year deal. There's a bunch of players getting an eight-year deal. And again, that's a tidy piece of business from Tampa Bay. Uh, you know, they give them the guaranteed money and all that. So I, I understand all that. But I really kind of looked at this with Elias Pettersson and in turn, Bo Horvat. Like, Bo Horvat's asking for eight years, right? Like, Bo Horvat... Bo Horvat's camp is probably looking for an 8x8, eight eight, right? Like, they're going to say, look, this is a 30-goal center, right? And I know JT Miller had more assists, but they're going to say, look, Horvat is younger, right? He's the captain of your team. We want an 8-year deal, and we want 8 million Canucks, rumored to be looking closer to the $6, 7000000 million uh, number. I think, Chris, ultimately, I think he's probably going to come in at 8 by 7 Again, I, I think that's just going to be the compromise that they come to that gives them the same total dollar value as the Miller contract. And again, total money actually matters quite a bit uh, in these negotiations. I think Horvat wants to be a Canuck long-term. Look, this is his chance to cash in, right? Like, this is going to be the contract where he cashes in. When he looks back on his NHL career, he's not going to want to have regrets about this contract because this is the one where, when he looks back, this is the one where he's cashing in, right? Like, this is his big contract uh, for Horvath this is his third contract, right? So he's going to want to get this one right. Yeah, I think so. I, and I think this is kind of the one that, uh, I don't want to say like leads you into retirement, but this is the one that uh, leads you into before you take a yeah, discount, right? Uh, yeah, before you get a pay that, decrease. This is the one where it's like, this is the, you know, these are the glory years here, you know, for Horvath. He's, he's, these are going to be, I don't, I'm not saying this is his prime. It might be. It looks like he's been improving Prob- quite oh, a bit. So. probably is Pro- his prime. Yeah, he Over the like next a, eight years? Absolutely. Yeah, I think he's a little bit of a late bloomer even more than, than some of the guys that you see at like 21 that are taking off, right? Like, you know, I think, yeah, it is. It's the years like if the, his next contract is all about like he's the captain of the Vancouver Canucks for that contract, you know, like that's yeah. the way I'm looking at it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I think uh, it'll be interesting. What was your number you said? I think he's going to get seven million over eight years. Seven million over eight. Fifty-six million is the total. Exact same as JT Miller. He has more. Well, I tell you, that's that's a more guarantee. No, I I don't think that's what they should do. I'm actually I'm actually becoming increasingly, and I don't want to have this conversation too much right now because it's something that we can maybe talk about later. Because I don't want to I don't want to start throwing speculation. This is not coming from. Uh, any sort of rumors, any sources, all sources are suggest- suggesting that the Canucks and Horvat just want to get this contract done, which is fine. I'm becoming increasingly more open to the idea of trading him for assets. And the reason I say this, Chris, Oof. and I know, Jeez, I know. Put freaking pocket this for the Friday show. I, Friday I'm not going to get too into it right now, but I just want to say, look, sh- clearly the Canucks missed the mark on trading JT Miller when his value was high. If you can get a team that's looking at Bo Horvat and saying, yeah, this this is a guy we could see ourselves investing in. This is a good 2C and we could have him for the next eight years under club control, right? If you can find a team that's willing to make that trade for Bo Horvat, and who knows, maybe they still trade JC Miller, right? Again, I don't want to be throwing this stuff out there. Well, you sure are. In, yeah, it's not based in fact, though. I'm just saying it to okay. say it, right? I'm just saying it in the sense of what if, right? This is something that's interesting to me. It's interesting that the Canucks didn't give... 
uh, Miller any trade protection in the in this final year of his previous contract because they had a chance to do it right when you sign an extension like this they could have done it and I think there were even reports from Friedman uh, that the Miller camp wanted that protection and didn't get it from the Canucks so it's just interesting I'm not saying the Canucks are going to trade him Patrick Alvin even said no the plan is to have Miller here for the next eight years that's the plan Patrick Alvin said it himself so I'm not here to throw out this speculation of oh maybe Maybe they're going to trade him. I've heard this. I've heard that. This is just me saying it's interesting that they didn't give him the trade prediction. I'm not trying to speculate too much. And then the other thing that I was mentioning is that I'm becoming increasingly more open. I was completely closed off to it before. Increasingly more open to the idea of trading Horvat for assets. Because like I said, Chris, I think this contract comes in at eight years, seven million. Yeah, I don't think the number is too wild. I, I look at that seven million as like the agent did well, right? Oh, yeah. And he's with Newport. They're hard to negotiate with. Yeah. And I think that's why they're a little bit further away right now. It's like, I don't think the Canucks want to pay Horvat $7 million when they're paying, you know, what's Horvat's career total? Like his career high is 61 points. Yep. And he does a lot more than put up points. But here's the other thing like, if the Canucks are bet, like playing him in a third line checking role this season. I don't think he's getting up to 61 points again. Yeah, no, you... you And he's probably not scoring 30. Well, he could, like, because he, he does get a lot of goals sure, on the power play. Yeah. Part of the reason that I say this, Chris, is because I look at it and I say, I've already given the take that I think Elias Patterson's going to be this team's number one center, uh, as, maybe even as soon as this season, right? Sure. Like, he can take those tough matchups. He can score at 5-on-5. Five five, he can do it all, right? I've given that take, okay? GT Miller's here for the next eight years, and... What becomes a little bit startling, because there is a case to be made for keeping all three, because there, you've got the best center depth. But right now, Bo Horvat is probably this team's third-line center. It might be Elias Pettersson, but we know Elias Pettersson's going to grow into that role, right? Maybe right now, Bo Horvat's the team's third-line center, but there's a case to be made that in maybe five years' time or whatever... JT Miller might swap roles there. JT Miller might become the third line center, uh, and Horvat's all of a sudden your second line guy. And I know Horvat gets the tough matchups. I understand it. So it's hard to say who's the 3C. My big point here is that you probably don't want to invest long term in all three of your centers like that, right? Like, you, yeah, if you're going to invest in forwards, I don't hate the idea of doing it with centers. Sure, but. I mean, hell, the Canucks That's just three centers. The there, there's only so much a, ice time to go around. Sure, but like, look at the the. It's not like to me. It's about yeah. It's building that backbone now because like, look, the Canucks are bringing in a top nine player for nine hundred grand. Yep. Right, like they're bringing in you know Kuzmenko is going to play top nine nine hundred grand. They have a silly pot. Yeah, he's going to cost grand. more. He's going to cost more than they're, that next yeah, year. But, sure, but then they're going to have Jonathan Lekarimaki in a couple of years making nine hundred grand playing. Top are nine we minutes. are we sure Lekarimaki is going to play top nine minutes? Um, well, I will tell you what, Lekarimaki is going to play on the power play in the NHL. I know that. I think he's a. I think he has a good enough shot to be a top nine player. Like his so, shot on its own is good enough to. He's going to score goals. Is he NHL. Mike Hoffman without the locker room problems? Uh, he's smaller than Hoffman, so so he's a power play contributor who can't do much else. Listen, man, I'm not just like on a prospect. Say, listen, dude, the kid just turned 18. Like, <laughs> I know, I know, him, uh... I get it, I get it. I'm just saying that right now, from what we've seen in the early stages, you can't pencil in a prospect for a top nine NHL forward job because he does well in an Al Svenskin power play. You well, can't think, do that. No, he scored goals in the SHL as a 17 year old. That's pretty promising. At five on five, yeah, five on five, he scored. I mean, he's going to be one of Sweden's best players like at this coming tournament. He's still got two more tournaments World Junior. You got to be excited about a guy like that. You can be excited. Listen, he had a I, bad I, I'm World not Junior sure if season. I can, I'm not sure if tournament. I can can bend on the argument of maybe don't invest that much in all in your three centers. 
right? Sure. But I'll tell you what, man. I'm putting uh, like, those guys need wingers. I'm going to bet that in three years, you know, he, like he'll go, he'll do this year, he'll do his next year in Sweden. After that, I, I do think he's pushing for an NHL spot at like twenty. Like twenty twenty one, I I think you are. You're that high I'm on pretty this guy. confident that Lekaramaki is going yeah. into your top nine in, in three years from now. Because I've like been... two more seasons in Sweden, maybe one more in the AHL NHL kind of thing. But after that, like I, I don't. It might even be sooner than that. I've been confident in Hoglander. I've been confident in Pod Colson before they ever came to the NHL. I never had this sure. discussion with you about Hoglander and Pod Colson, and that was because I saw two things in those players. Or one thing, rather, excuse me, in those two players that I haven't yet seen in LeCaramacchi, I think we can both agree on this, and that's the motor, right? Like, Pod Colson and Hoglander, and I know Hoglander's defensive game needs work, the motor and the effort level on those two players, that was evident in their draft years, Chris. Sure. It's not evident with LeCaramacchi. You well, can't, you, you have to grow that in your game, and I think when you have to make such a big step in that for LeCaramacchi, because it's not there yet, in my opinion, it's not there yet. From what I've seen from Lukaramaki, that effort level isn't there. I don't think I don't think you can pencil anybody into an NHL job if they don't show that they can, you know, work really hard at five on five and be a difference maker at five on five. I, I just there's Lukaramaki is so skilled with like Lukaramaki had way better hands, way better shot, way better vision of the ice than both Huglander and Pod Colson. Really. You're yeah. confident in saying I that? I mean, Pod Colson probably gives him a little bit of push. I'd say Huglander for sure. Sure. I think there's certain things that Pod Colson did at like a 17-year-old where you were like, holy cow, like this kid's unreal. But it was very different Different things. players. He's Almost a complete opposite yeah, players, totally. Pod Colson yeah. and LeCaramacchi. You're and comparing like, a power forward to like a pure sniper, Yeah, right? but I'm saying, like, I'm saying if he plays with good players and he continues to get stronger and better, like, yeah, LeCaramacchi is a top nine forward in, in a few years for sure. In my eyes. Okay. And yeah, we'll see what he does at five on five and all Sven's gonna see here, but I have no quite like this dude's gonna be a first power play guy. In he's the that NHL. good on the power play. Yeah. In the NHL. He's that good on the, his shot's already unreal for an eighteen year old who like who we've seen at development camp talk to him in person. He's skin and bones. You know, even if there was a bad angle and and, and Rob Simpson's his shadows <laughs> hanging over him, he's not gonna look fat. He's so skinny, like he's got so much yeah, he's got yeah. weight to put on here. I guess Alex Chason was a first power play guy. Yeah, so it's like, you know, where what are we doing? Yeah, here? sure. Yeah, I'm not worried about the You know what I'm worried about? What's going? Here's a prospect sport. Quick one. What the hell's going on in the Finnish league over here? All year long, what we got? Victor Pearson scoring goals. Yanni Yermo has a good World Championships or World Juniors, and then here we go. Day one of a uh, Finnish league was last uh, yesterday, Tuesday, but uh, that was just one game, and I don't know. It's like the two champions from last year playing each other, whatever. Today is the real like opening start of the regular season. You got all these games. And here's and what do we see from Yermo and, and Victor Pearson, the two Finnish or the two players playing the Finnish Liga? Scratches. Both of them. Both of them scratch. So that sucks because uh you're hoping that Pearson's gonna have a good a good start with that new team and, and Yermo looked like he was tracking towards being a third pairing guy, so neither player in the lineup for them. There might be something up with Yermo because he missed two preseason games last week as well. So there might be uh might be something hurting with Yermo there. I just don't know. We'll have to see. There's another prospect. No, I'm not going to get into it. I, 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 I respect your favorable coverage of the prospects. I do. I you know you, that. And Jonathan Myrenberg, he's playing too. You know, well, I talked to, uh, when I talked to Ryan Johnson, I asked him, anybody over there overseas catching your eye in the European play? And he said, you tell me. Well, I did, yeah, and I said, I said, Elise Pedersen, Jonathan Myrenberg, he said he's loving what both those guys are doing right now. 
and the organization has taken note on uh, on Elias Pettersson specifically. He said like they they knew what they 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 knew they really liked Pettersson, and they're really happy to see him looking like he's trending towards being an SHL player as an 18 year old. And they loved what he did at the four. That, that is huge. Yeah, that is huge. So like those are the two players, two defensemen that uh, that RJ brought up that they liked uh, from overseas. All right, I gotta go. Some of us have to go to work, quads. Let's wrap this thing up. Greg, tell him to shut up here. He's gone too long this you time. You closed me out. That's what I'm saying. You've gone I too long. What are we, an say. hour and 45 minutes We're, in This here? is a longer episode, hour 10 minutes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All right. I'm worn out here. We'll close it out there. We'll have coverage for you, folks. Uh, read CanucksArmy.com. we got up-to-the-minute coverage uh, from our adventures at Scotiabarn. So be sure to check and it out. And note to Penn too. Yeah, a note to Penn Ticton. DoorDash, ding-dong. Pay me some money. I'll, order, I'll do the food reviews again. Give me a DoorDash oh gift card again. All right. All right. We'll close it out there for my co-host, Chris Faber. My name is David Guadrelli. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Canucks Conversation. Thanks for listening to Canucks Conversation. Delivered by DoorDash. Hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim? Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 